Today, I am excited and proud and ready to announce that in just 12 days, we are launching a special organizing community just for those of you who live in Texas for the Grassroots Law Project. Nearly a million people in Texas have participated in all of our campaigns, but now we're going to form an organizing community around it so we can fight for justice, so we can fight for policy change, so we can fight for real accountability together. But we need you to join us. Today, here on The Breakdown, I'm going to unpack and explain what we're building. And if you know anybody who lives in Texas and wants to make the world a better place, send them this episode and I'll unpack and explain it now. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. One of the big ideas that I've tried to teach people over the past few years is that all of the things that we're fighting against, mass incarceration, police brutality, uh, racial injustice, uh, disparities on every level of this thing that we call the justice system or the criminal legal system, all the different types of injustice that we fight against, the good news is that those things, as much as they feel like they are just inevitable, like they are just a part of um, our fate as a country, it's just, it is a racist, bigoted, white supremacist driven place. I understand that thinking. And there's a, there is a thought process that just causes us sometimes to feel resigned to a reality that the level of injustice that we've been seeing and experiencing for the past few years, that it will never change, that it will never go away, that it is, it is here to, say, to stay in perpetuity. And I reject that, like just outright reject it. I accept that this country has white supremacy and inequity and bigotry woven into its fabric and that it's not easy to unweave that, if you will. But the good news is systems are built. Just follow me for a second. The systems and structures of policing, those are, those are systems that have been built by people with policies, with funding, and because they've been built, they're not, they're not inevitable. They are not permanent. They are not immovable objects. Anything that is built, anything that's imagined and designed, anything that's constructed and funded can be deconstructed, defunded, can be reimagined, rebuilt in a brand new way. And I want you to understand that the systems and structures in this country, they are well fortified. Like, I, I mean that. They are, they are built and designed to be immovable objects, but they're not. Policies can change. Systems can change. Budgets can change. The reality on the ground in a city can change. And depending on where you are in life right now, what I'm about to say could be discouraging or encouraging. Some of these systems took hundreds of years to build. 
and they don't take months to deconstruct. They often won't even take a year or two. Many of these systems that took hundreds of years to build, they'll take a lifetime to deconstruct. And as much as I would like to snap my finger, uh, you didn't see it, but I just did a finger snap in the air. Uh, As much as I would like to snap my finger and see some systems vanish overnight, because they took so long to build, it takes a long time to do the laborious, challenging work of deconstructing and reimagining and building something different and more restorative in its place. And nowhere, perhaps, is that more true than in Texas. Uh, It is not only one of the largest states in our country, it would be um, it would be a large country, uh, even geographically, population wise. It's a big place with a system of inequity that has been unequal for generations. And that includes in every way the systems and structures of mass incarceration, of policing, of, of laws, of, of, of how the state runs from, from voting to, to how the laws are applied. You know, they're now fighting in Texas over whether or not counties can have more than one drop off box for ballots. Whereas Harris County, which is Houston, has nearly five million people. They get one drop off box. There are counties in Texas literally with less than 200 people. They get one drop off box. It's just a form of voter suppression. But it's it's quintessential Texas. This is how they roll. And I believe that we are in a time and in a season, a moment in history in 2020, right now, October of 2020, where some things can really change in Texas. I have a quick word from a brand new sponsor that I want to tell you about. But right after the break, I want to tell you what we aim to do in Texas and why I hope, and I say that with capital letters, bold print, highlighted in yellow, I hope, hope, Hope you and everybody you know in Texas will join us. Be right back. Because of the pandemic, professions of every kind have had to find a way to function from home, including doctors. SteadyMD is making sure everyone has access to a primary care doctor from the safety of their home. You start by taking a quiz to get matched with a licensed primary care physician who understands your lifestyle and your health needs. Next, you have a one-hour online appointment with your doctor so they can really understand who you are. After that, your doctor is available to you anytime by text, by phone, or video chat. It's really helpful. It's a great resource. I took their online quiz, and it was quick, easy, and informative. And SteadyMD is now accepting new members of all ages in all 50 states, You just go to SteadyMD.com slash breakdown to take the free quiz and see which doctor is a perfect fit for you. There's no risk. There's no long-term commitment to get started. Again, that's SteadyMD.com slash breakdown. We thank them, of course, for sponsoring this podcast. Check them out and let me know what you think. Break it down. 
break it down. Break it down. Break it down. down. It is my firm belief, and I have seen it put into practice. It's my firm belief that we can organize ourselves out of any problem we find ourselves in, and we can organize ourselves in to the success, to the vision, to the future that we imagine. I don't, I don't mean that any of that's going to be easy. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely 100% not easy, but the quality and depth of our organizing has everything to do with where we are or where we are not. And we are forming a Texas uh, community around the Grassroots Law Project because we know that to achieve what we want to achieve in Texas, it's going to take, take a deep, deep level of organizing. We have over 10 full-time staffers in Texas, uh, including the co-founder of the Grassroots Law Project, Lee Merritt, uh, including Senior Legal Counsel, Counsel Yodit We and many of our organizers are either in Texas or from Texas, and we have so much to do. As many of you know, we were one of the lead campaign organizers to stop the execution of Rodney Reed. Rodney, thankfully, is still alive. His case is still open, and we are organizing around that case. But what we were able to achieve in Texas with that case really showed me what you can get done, what's possible, what's feasible when you organize deeply. But we have so much more work to do around families and cases, including a Tatiana Jefferson, a beautiful young woman who was literally in her own home playing video games with her nephew when a police officer literally shot and killed her through the window of her bedroom, uh, still does not have justice. The recent case of Jonathan Price and and so many other cases of injustice, of police violence uh, have happened there. There are so many wrongfully accused, wrongfully convicted women, men, and children wrongly incarcerated. Uh, there are so many policies that fuel this. There's so many people in positions of power that maintain it. And we believe that if we organize deeply, including against the death penalty there in Texas, that the sky is the limit to what we can get done. Um, it's going to require a real commitment, and we want you to be a part of it. Right now, if you click the link in my bio on Instagram, there is a special link just for Texas. If you go to my Instagram page, it'll be up there all weekend. It'll be up there a big chunk of next week as well. In 12 days, we're launching a special organizing community just for Texas, and we want you to be a part of it. Go now to my Instagram page, at Sean King. Click the link in my bio and join us. We need you. You don't have to be experienced. You don't have to be an activist or an organizer. You just have to have a heart for change, and we'll guide you through the rest. All right? Let's do this. Let's build and organize deeply. And the success of our work in Texas will really determine what states we launch communities in next. Uh, we, we have our eyes on 
on all 50 states, but we're going to try to do this state by state, one at a time, and build them up in, uh, in, in powerful ways. But we need your help. So go now and encourage everybody you know to go now to my Instagram page, click the link in my bio, and let's organize for Texas. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hey, what's up? I'm Micah, the social media manager at the North Star. So if you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, thank you. It means a lot to us. All of the tweets, pictures, and article posts are usually done by me with the assistance of our creative director and editorial team. I take care of the North Star, the Breakdown, Married to the Movement, and other accounts that we'll be kicking off soon. Anything that is released on the site, the Instagram live broadcast that Sean and Ray do for Married to the Movement, and the Breakdown's videos are examples of what I do, and I try to get them posted for you all to see as soon as possible. It's extremely important that we not only tell the stories that need to be told, but that we have maximum reach, and that's where social media comes in. 